Now y'all know I love me a good affirmation to get me through the week. The Manifest Your Vision affirmation cards will start you on your journey to living your best life. Designed with positivity and portability in mind, they offer guidance on the go for when the struggle is real. The affirmation card deck theme is Manifest Your Vision. The affirmation card deck includes 30 cards in a deck, each featuring some tips and affirmations. Each card measures about 3.5 by 3.5 inches, so that means you can take them anywhere, y'all. And it has a luxe glossy finish with an on-trend marble effect design. So they cute and compact, okay? So head over to Tanika Steed, T-E-N-E-K-A-S-T-E-E-D dot shop to get your affirmation cards. Use the code ANALOGGIRL for 20% off your first order. Hey guys, welcome to the Analog Girl Podcast. This is your podcast for your 30-somethings and your 40-somethings, and we are on a quest, y'all. We're on a quest to get our analog lives in this digital-driven world. Thank you guys for listening so much. You know, I am really appreciative of all the listeners out there. Y'all are really holding your girl down. You know, I always say that, and I'm just so happy that y'all are listening. Um, to all the new listeners, welcome. Okay, the Analog Girl Podcast is your mental health and wellness one-stop shop. Okay, we talk about everything that has to do with our mental health and how we can get well Uh, with a specialty on anxiety, because that's my area of expertise and experience. So welcome to the conversation. When you're done with this episode and only when you're done, you should head back and listen to the others that I have going on there. Keep in mind, I'm also a work in progress. So you can you can see the changing and the shifting and the transitioning um, episode by episode. But I do discuss a lot of uh, great topics that I think um, have been very informative for all of us on our path and our journeys to uh, slay anxiety, slay depression, slay whatever it is that's going on in your mental space so that you can live your best life. Um, you know, I usually hit you guys with Latoya, let, 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 but you know, I didn't do it today. Okay. Forgive me. I just wasn't with the shits today. Okay. Um, for housekeeping guys. So I always ask you guys, can you please, please, please. I hate to beg, but I just go, I'm going back. Can y'all, um, shoot your girl a, a nice little comment or rate or subscribe wherever you're listening. The, I, the podcast is on, on various platforms. It's on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. Um, if you can just, you know, rate and subscribe there, it'd be great, you know, because that just helps me out. That helps me um, have some credibility out here in this podcasting world so I can bring y'all better content and edit these things a little better, you know? So if you can just help your girl out and rate and subscribe and leave a nice comment that would be wonderful also don't forget to head head over to my website it is the analoggirl.com you can sign up for my email list there um i do have a few blog posts up um also too but don't forget the most important thing is to sign up for the email list because that is how you're going to be in the know about everything new that i have coming down the pipeline in 2019 because listen 2019 owes me they owe big time it, it, this this year owes me big time, and I feel like there's just going to be a lot of great things coming out of 2019 for me and for for the Analog Girl community. Um, so again, that is theanaloggirl.com. If you have any kind of story ideas that you would like, or you'd like to pitch yourself to be a guest on the show, um, 
I'm I'm open to hearing all sorts of stories. Please don't forget, you can email me at info, I-N-F-O, at analoggirlpodcast.com, info at analoggirlpodcast.com, or you can go to my website at theanalogggirl.com and then submit your story there on the story page. So I think that's all I got uh, for you as far as housekeeping. We can go right on into this check-in, y'all. All right, it's time to check in. I hope your anxiety levels are low to non-existent. And if they aren't, let's all remember to breathe so we can do that right now. In through the nose. Hold it. Breathe out all that tension through the mouth now. One more time, deep breath in through the nose. Hold it. And then let it all out. All that anxiety, all that negativity, breathe that out. One more time, deep breath in through the nose. Hold it. And then breathe it all out. Let go and release. Breathe it all out. Ooh, you know, it always feels so good to me when I do that. All right. So anxiety check-in. You know, this week has been a little, this week has been very emotional for me. Um, the whole Nipsey hustle um, story tragedy is just, um, it weighed on me and it weighed on me. I didn't think it would. And it did. Um, it really affected me and it hit hard. It hit home really hard. And <clears throat> it was very shocking. I had recently, like, I wasn't always like this hardcore um, Nipsey fan. I knew of him. I knew how the great relationship he had with Lauren London. But a couple of months ago, um, I had started, I don't know, I think Joe Button was talking about him on a podcast and it led me to like start researching him and going through and looking at YouTubes and all of this stuff. And um, I realized that he uh, was a phenomenal man and that he was very smart and I, I wanted to be like him. <laughs> and ultimately I start, I, I've started to model my business and model what I would like to do with Analog Girl behind what Nipsey has done as far as building his brand and building his businesses. And then not only building these brands and businesses, but also pouring back into the community. Like that is, I am going to model myself after him um, in everything that I do, especially um, pouring into the community. So I guess me just learning about him and getting new, getting acquainted with who he, who he was, it's like, it just started and then it was just snatched. So I guess, I, I don't know. It's like, I literally went into grief mode and it also brought me back to losing my friend suddenly last year and how whack that feeling is. It's such a whack feeling. And anybody who has gone through um, loss and grief knows that this is just one of the wackest feelings you could ever feel in your entire life. It is just the worst. And, um, it just, it, it was, a, it was an immediate trigger for me Sunday. And I had to come to terms with, um, 
like, oh shit, it's happening again. I got to process these emotions. I got to get myself together. Um, I can't get nervous. Like my anxiety kind of went up, you know, and it kind of made me nervous because then it also makes you think about life and death and your own life and how it's just so crazy how things happen in an instant. Um, so, you know, and, and, and to people out there who are grieving Nipsey or, you know, you might not have even known about him until now. And then all of a sudden you find out that he's a great guy. Yeah. You're going to, you, you're, you're going to feel a sense of loss too as well. Don't feel bad about that. It's, it's, it's so odd to me, the people who are out here like, y'all, you didn't know him. You only know him now that he's passed. Well, thank God. Because now that the people who are learning about him now, they're learning how great of a man he is. And they're also learning to lead by example. They're probably learning and being inspired, inspired by the things that he's done. So to, for people to shade or to, to, to knock anyone who doesn't know, hasn't known Nipsey Hussle all these years is stupid. Like it's dumb and it's stupid. Um, and um, if, you can learn anything from him now in his death. What better, like what 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 better way to get through this this loss than to learn and to be able to build off of the wonderful things that Nipsey has done in his life. Um, I'm one of the new fans. I would say, you know, a couple months ago, like I said, that's when I started researching him and just learning about the smart store and how it was the first smart store in the world. And I was just inspired, y'all. Like in inspired by this guy. So, and and I saw a lot, you know, I just see a lot of us like in him, like a lot of us who, you know, we struggle, we come from the bottom. We just, the, the, the odds are against us. And, you know, we still, we, we, we decide, we still want to learn. We still, we don't let that stuff get toward, get, get us down to where we don't feel like we can succeed in this society. And, um, I saw a lot of me and Nipsey and it's just been very emotional. Um, and, um, like, yeah, this was just tough. This was tough. So, you know, we all grief, we all grieve and we all, um, suffer loss when these things happen, even if we are not physically connected to these people and we've never met them guys, we do suffer with grief and loss with the, with the violence that we, uh, we experience in this world. We all need to be careful and and be cognizant of how we handle our emotions and how we handle grief and loss. Because even if you're not connected to them, like I said, physically, we still we still go through stages of grief. So be aware of your feelings. Be aware of how you how how you're processing things as these type of situations arise. And so that's what I've been kind of doing this week is trying to process my feelings and kind of trying to stay off of social media a little bit when, you know, and seeing a lot of the posts because it gets really bad and it gets really emotional sometimes. So I find that I have to now start limiting myself <clears throat> as far as looking on Cause you know, you become obsessed with the story. You want to know who's, who's posting, who's grieving him, who's, who's paying him homage, who's saying the right things and don't call him a gangster. Don't call him a gang, but like just doing all this kind of stuff. So I had to like retreat from that. Um, and recognize that, you know, I don't want to go back into, um, this anxious tight spot where I was last year dealing with grief. So, uh, that's how I've been processing, uh, my feelings on Nipsey um, this week. And then also, um, you know, I'm still dealing with how to process rejection, guys. 
Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, to- I think I told you guys last week, you know, um, as far as getting the rejection for the job, um, but I'm, I'm learning that, you know, my rejection and how I handle, like how I handle rejection stems from, um, a long, long, long lineage of rejection that I've endured as a young girl. And, I, you know, I realized that there was a lot of rejection that I dealt with as a young girl um, at the hands of my father. So, and even as, and even in my adult years, I have the, the, the one of the last encounters with my father um, that wasn't one of the, that wasn't a good encounter, um, um, dealt with rejection and abandonment and just, um, throwing me away. So I, I realized that, you know, this is why I, um, haven't been able to process this well, because I still, I need to go back and, and, and process and feel those emotions of rejection, all that, like get to the bottom line of why rejection really fucks with me the way it fucks with me. Um, and I, and I realized it the most this week because, you know, I find that like, if I text somebody and they don't respond back to me or I, and I feel ignored, who that thing sends me it doesn't anger me, but it sends me into, oh, wow, what did I say? Am I not good enough? Like, what, you know, like, oh, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm doing too much. I automatically revert to me being the problem as to why, you know, someone hasn't responded to me, someone's ignored me, or why do I, or, or, or I go into this, how come I always get people to treat me like this? Like, why is it that I'm always so open to being this open, caring person and want, you know, and just wanting to get to know people and all this kind of stuff and, and other people like just shut down on me sometimes. So I, I realized that, girl, you got to deal with these whole, this rejection issues and emotions before anything like before I feel like before I start dating again or before I get into like a a hardcore spiritually connected relationship with this wonderful man who wherever he may be um and before I even embark on my new place of employment I have got to uh get a tackle or get a grip on um these emotions that I feel when it comes to rejection. So what I did find was this book called um, Overcoming Rejection by a guy named Frank Hammond. And I just started the book and um, I will be able to let y'all know uh, when I'm done if it worked. <laughs> but it, I think it's a great book. I, I was reading a little bit up, a little bit of it and it's an older guy, but I feel like when I'm finding like those books that help you to overcome things or like, you know, like I like the older books because they kind of go in depth in a way that it's just, it just goes in depth in a way that sometimes modern books really can't, can't do in my opinion. So I am now going to be reading Overcoming Rejection by Frank Hammond. And um, he addresses all of the root problems of rejection and fear of rejection. Um, And he then he also gives like steps on how to be set free from being captive 
um, in this world of rejection. So that is what I'm doing, y'all. I'm on, you know, I'm always on a quest. I'm always on a journey. But I honestly want to get to a point where if someone ignores me, if someone don't respond to an email, if someone decides to ghost me, if someone just flat up rejects me, if a job or business venture, if I get rejected, that when those things happen, that I process them properly and that I don't automatically um, go inward and think that this has something to do with me. So I think I'm kind of getting good with it because I, I've been telling myself I am enough. I am enough. I am enough. And I know that I'm enough and I know that I'm a catch and I know that I'm a fly girl and I know that I'm smart and I know that I can do these wonderful things in this world and be this great person and be a great asset to companies and be a great asset to a man and whatever. This, these are the things that I've been telling myself, but I'm also on this, on this journey to get down to the root of this problem so that we can clean this up and I can slay this shit. All right. Tales from the anxiety zone. Today I'm talking about creatives and mental health and how creatives are susceptible and more sensitive to mental health issues. And what better person to do that with than Kira Barnett. Kira Barnett is someone that I met while working at BET. She is uh, the beautiful, the incomparable, the snatched, ever so ready, always waist snatched, um, beautiful girl who who came to BET and we and she was working with me in BET Digital. And that's where I learned about her greatness. Um, Kira has been in the television industry for quite some time and she has made a mark in this industry, y'all. So a lot of these reality shows, a lot of your favorite reality shows that you be watching, she behind that. She produced on that or she did something behind it. And it was it's just been um great following her journey since I've known her. And um, she just dropped some gems on how to maintain your mental health and how to stay in a great mental space or a good mental space while you're becoming, while you're a creative and working in creative jobs or even just doing your creative hustle on the side. We just talk about how to maintain your mental health because we are susceptible more so than others to depression, anxiety, um, OCD, PTSD. We're more susceptible to it than others as creatives. So I figured that this would be a great conversation for us to have. Um, and, you know, that's it. I ain't gonna hold y'all. Let's get into it. Toya D, who was living a life of complete and utter trash, y'all, spending money frivolously on clothes, food, and bottles of wine that could be finished in one setting alone, ghosting Sally Mae and never paying a bill, y'all, going back and forth in relationships that were called situationships, a uh, what? Going from one dead-end job to another, struggling with racial and social anxieties in the workplace. Nature finally took its course. On March 1st, Toya D woke up in an apparent dream world to which she calls the urban matrix and was left to figure out the true meaning of life and human existence. Join the journey on the quest to live fabulously, shamelessly, bold, and fearless and confident with mental health in the anxiety zone. So um, for the anxiety zone, okay, are you familiar with it? Um, no, yeah, break it down for me, please. Okay. 
So the reason why I call it Tales from the Anxiety Zone is because, one, there's two things. I'm obsessed with a different world. And they had an episode called The Exam, the exam Zone. Gotcha. And I'm it so was, I just, I just, look, listen, and, and A Different World really got me through a whole lot with the depersonalization because I needed to watch something that was very familiar to me and mm-hmm. that would make me laugh. Okay. And so I would watch that on mm-hmm. repeat. And it would kind of, it would ground me. So, you know, the exa- the exam zone, I had to got the idea like, oh, it's like the anxiety zone. Yeah. Because I felt like I was living in a twilight zone. You know what I'm saying? So that was a whole thing. We already discussed what the, the, the personalization mm-hmm. was doing for me. It was like a real live urban matrix. Yes. So, you know, I was over there, you know, just bopping and weaving the thoughts. You know, swinging the arms and bobbing and weaving the thoughts. Like, what the heck is going on? I wish they could see you. I know. You're so dramatic. I mean, eventually I do need to get a little visual for the podcast, huh? A little so, science they could see. Yeah. Um, I'll beat you out to the gods with the lashes and the hair. Not today. <laughs> you don't even got a lot of them today, sis. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah. So that was what, yes. that's where the anxiety zone, tales from the anxiety zone came from. Um, and it's just telling our tales mm-hmm. of life, basically, real life shit. What do you want so, I mean, you can just tell us a little. We already know a little bit about what you do, mm-hmm. you know, and how you've gotten through your pitches and things like that. Let me pull up my thing here because, like, what's going on? Okay. So, um, one thing I was noticing about you, you're always very, you're always posting inspirational things. <laughs> On your Instagram, it's and it's always geared towards creatives and women, and you know just knowing your place in the world as a creative and as a woman. So, I'm always curious to know what are some of the challenges that you face um, being in the creative space. Hmm. That kind of you know that also kind of um, connects with your mental health. Got you. So I think I kind of touched on this earlier, but, you know, a challenge that I've had to overcome or I'm still trying to overcome is, you know, being creative on demand, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, not the natural way of things. Like, you know, I I look at you and like how the podcast has been able to develop naturally because Mm -hmm. it's based on your ebb and your flow. Mm -hmm. Or I have, you know, friends that have production companies that, you know, they create content based on, you know, how they are able mm-hmm. to, and it allows you to refresh and to, to give your best. Mm-hmm. So, you know, challenges for me are, you know, being creative in a corporate environment that, that they pay me to be creative. So mm-hmm. I have to stay on that level of like, I guess I want to say airy fairy, but that level of like dreamer and, you know, mm-hmm. inspiration and, mm-hmm. and, devoid of limitations and deadlines, but I am on a deadline and I got to get this idea down and cut together by this certain date. So that's always a challenge for me of balancing that out. Um, for me and just my process of creating, it requires a lot of um, alone time. Like a lot of times I, a lot of weekends I spent, you know, in my house, just deep diving into like videos and Vimeo and just looking at inspiration or I'll, I love museums. I love to go to museums just to kind of absorb, but that that's not the turn up you know, mm-hmm, cultural. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a lot of times you, you get stuck in your head where you you isolated yourself so much of people because you're trying to create and trying to like be mm-hmm. this space that you kind of forget how to reconnect with people. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's not just somebody creating like what I do, but it could be a writer. It could be somebody, a painter, anybody who creates, but just needs space on their own to create. Mm-hmm. It can be hard to reconnect with people after because you come out of this thing like, where is everybody? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, do you find that you might've, um, uh, push people away i i have i have a, a 
I'm very comfortable with my own space, space me too. and my own company. <laughs> but, you know, I've had to fight that because life goes by and you look up and social media is both an angel and a devil because it's great to like for inspiration, but it can, um, comparisons is a thief of joy. So yeah. you're, you're, you're home and you're trying to create, but you're watching people living their best mm-hmm, life and mm-hmm. you're like, am I doing something wrong? Like how, yeah. how am I like? I have a block and I'm home and I, I can't, I'm frustrated because I can't get this this thing together. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching people living their life and traveling and mm-hmm. and then you're just like, where what what's wrong with me? So mm-hmm. a lot of times that's my challenge is you know staying creative, staying positive because you can only create when you're in a good space. Do you think so? Um, if I'm creating, think like positive positive content. Yeah. Like if okay. I'm, if if I'm doing something like this podcast where I can just speak from my truth, mm-hmm. I'm allowed to be dark sometimes. I'm allowed to be, but if I'm creating stuff, you know, mm-hmm. for content that I think will apply to a general public and I'm, I'm applying I'm doing something for a brand, I can't necessarily pull from just my truth. I have to pull from like a universal truth. Because mm-hmm. if I'm creating a promo campaign, what's going to what's going to look good on a billboard in Times Square? It can't just be what's cool to me. Mm-hmm. So that takes time and effort and I got to step out of my own the corner of the universe mm-hmm. and make sure I'm, I'm thinking, okay, so is this, is this funny to this person? Is this dope? Is this right? And so that's a lot of pressure as well. Mm-hmm. Cause you get scared. You're like, am I cool enough to speak on behalf of like <laughs> yeah. this brand? Yeah. So it's a lot of that, but those are the challenges I face. I mean, I, I could talk forever about challenges, but um, I think just, you have to learn to trust yourself too. And that applies not just as a creative, but just in general. Like even mm-hmm. you talk about your interview, trust yourself, yeah. like go in there. Like you're just, like, and I think we have problems. I've had friends tell me how dope they think I am. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. Cause girl, have you seen me on my couch on I, that Saturday night in pajamas? Like, girl, I'd be on live with my bestie with no clothes <laughs> on, with a blanket. Have you seen it? <laughs> You are always naked on your IG. Our guest has seen it. Our mystery guest. You are always have like a blanket pulled up just enough. Listen, just enough. We like to naked. And I was on there talking to my imaginary boyfriend. It was quite comical. But your skin is always popping. Yes. Your like, skin is gorgeous. So she can be naked if she wants to be. But yeah, like a lot of times it's um, it's trying to stay creative trying to not be so down on yourself and not not too not too hard on yourself because nothing good comes out of that yeah that negative talk of mm-hmm. like this isn't fly this isn't cool mm-hmm. like you don't know what you're t- talking about or um sometimes even beyond the creation like when i'm pitching and i'm in a room and i, I love an idea and i pitch it and it literally just they're like eh. mm-hmm. you have to learn to come back from that because mm-hmm. i used to get mad yeah, <laughs> in really? meetings, I no, not like outwardly, mad, like but, the inside. But I would. So be, how would you? I would sit there, butt hurt, can't talk no more <laughs> in a meeting, just staring at my computer, like, damn no. But you are a Caribbean girl, so I know your face was definitely but, showing it. Yo, I, there's so many times I think I control my face, and later on someone will be like, yeah, yeah, no, girl, you that. was pissed, <laughs> you was big mad because I spent the whole weekend <laughs> working on this. And you always talking about like maybe. <laughs> so you know, I had to learn to like detach and like okay your idea wasn't bad it's not right for this and also i found that you know people most times when we're creators and people who we're pitching to they're not creators mm-hmm. so they, they're not saying that they hate it because they themselves they don't have they don't have a counter idea but they're just saying like they don't get it so either can i on the fly repackage it can i hear what their problem is and find a way to repitch it so it works for them so that's where i've learned to develop my skills because yeah I, I was in feelings or I would take it to a point where I'm like, well, it's because I'm a female. Yeah. Or it's because like, start telling yourself the whole whole wrong ass story. All that does is just pile on and you, you carry that 
everywhere you go. And now mm-hmm. you have a chip on your shoulder. And people can see that. People can look at you and be like, all right, so you coming in here with an attitude. Mm-hmm. So I've had to, you know, and it's, I've had to find that balance because you also don't want to be fake. You, well, how do you find the balance? This is what I'm going to say. So how do you find the balance when you're genuinely angry mm-hmm. and then you got to be talking to them, you know, like right after and they'd be like, oh, you want to catch, you know, they want to, <laughs> they be want to have small talk after and you'd be like, hold up, hold up. No small talk. I had to learn how to differentiate between co-workers and friends because mm-hmm. you you definitely need your tribe that you can go to and vent. Yes. Like I had a meeting uh, recently where it it didn't go badly but I wasn't as prepared as I wanted to be and someone else was more prepared than me. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't like I did anything wrong. I just felt I didn't give my best. And I, instead of being angry at myself, I was angry at the other person. Mm-hmm. And I had to like instantly check that and I have people in my life that <laughs> the old me would have found <laughs> someone to take that out on and be like... This bitch in the coffee room don't know me like that. <laughs> but I had to check it. And while I take myself out of the situation, like in that instance, I went for lunch. Okay. I, I said, I, went out, I left the building, went for lunch. And I just kind of talked myself like, all right, chill out, chill yeah. out. And so when I came back and I had a better attitude. And then later on, when I'm with my tribe at home, that's when I can, I can be my true. And it's not cold. It's, it's code switching. But I can then be like, and then the girl. Yeah. But, but, but you that's have to not know. really switching. It's, it's not, but it's, it's, it's managing your your emotions. Yes. Which, which mm-hmm. I think people, especially women, we, we're very sensitive to because we feel like we should be able to be ourselves. Yes. But I also think on some level, um, I I have to be responsible for the aftermath of my emotions. Like mm-hmm. I can't just explode all over the room yeah. and then everyone's just staring at me and I'm like, what y'all staring at? Like I yeah. know that. Like so I have to be very cognizant. I'm like, all right, what what relationship do I want with these people after? Cool. Let's navigate past that. And you know, I'm I'm getting there. I'm, I'm definitely not there yet. I still have my I mean, you sound a little you sound like you could be schooling us analogers no. on how to be no. mentally sane in the workplace. No. <laughs> Some, and it's, here, here, here the tip: always have a cup of water in a meeting. So when you know you can't control your face, just block just, half of it. Just, just put. You just take a sip. But how long is it gonna drink for you? Oh, drink I, will, the whole time? I, will, I will take a whole sip and just keep the cup there until I know my face is back to normal. Just have a cup of water and just because in your head you're telling yourself, "Calm down, Kara. Calm yeah. down. Calm down. Just mm-hmm. take a because your hand. You, you just need to move your hand for a second and just yeah. sip, and then. <laughs> And then your eyes could kind of like look around. <laughs> yeah. So, so what do you do in a sense? And in, in the when it's a when it's a time when someone is like, yeah, that was dope. But mm. so, how do you coach yourself to be like, I'm still dope. It doesn't really matter. Like, I still, I know that I'm dope. You know what I'm saying? Because it's easy for when someone shoots you down, rejection. Yeah. Have you feeling mm-hmm. like, dang, it's I'm about process. to get fired tomorrow? You have to. You have to honor your feelings. You have to honor your feelings in that, um, be honest with yourself. Like I will honor if I'm hurt. Like mm-hmm. there, there've been times that I've been hurt. And those are the times where I will call the person I need to call, mm-hmm. whether I need to call them from work or I can talk to them after work mm-hmm. and just, and, and they are, I have people in my life that are very good at knowing how to speak to me when I'm in that mode of just, I just need to be like cuddled. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they, they, you know, I just, I just, I know yeah. they may know that, the other people were wrong, but they're they're they just know like all right, I hear you. I really wish that I had that. I think the only person that I have like that is my mom. But I need like friends, yeah, who are like that where it's like okay, she needs she needs that, yeah, 
embrace. Yeah. Where a lot of people be like, oh, that bitch is fine. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, she's and strong. You, it's not the time to be like, well, maybe. That, no, I'll be like, girl, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. So what else? Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Like, my, like, Takia, <laughs> she'll, like, you know what I'm saying? When she got the time, because homegirls out here saving the world, yeah. you know, but when she has the time, she does. Yeah. You know what I mean? But no. to have more of that is really good. But yeah, I'm not great us. at I'm not great at shelving those emotions yet. But I'm I'm better at not taking things personally. So it's I'll still be hurt, but I'll know it's not that I because also you don't take it personally. Yeah, and also it helps when you've had some wins. So like you know like okay, I don't suck completely. Mm-hmm. This is not great, but like I've shown and proven that like that I have good this. ideas. So I, I, I'm not as nervous about not getting this one. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. So, um, celebrate your wins. You do. Don't, that's no, a, that's I think a good point to celebrate black small, women, even small wins. We tend to like overshadow and be like, oh, no, nah, you know, I just like celebrate your wins. Like, like I struggle, and this may be hard to believe because I do it a lot on Instagram, but like I post the promos I, I, that I write because I, I, I'm proud of them. And mm-hmm. like, like, allow yourself those small little moments of like, yo, I did this. Yeah. I was part of the this, this shoot. Because a lot of times people are like, yo, you brag. I'm like, no, you have to celebrate your wins. You because, do. Because your failures, your temporary failures will also be noticeable. So mm-hmm. celebrate your wins. That's that's a word. That's a word, Kira. Oh, good. I don't even think we need to talk no more. You silly. The show is over. <laughs> celebrate your it's wins. It's not revolutionary. <laughs> it's, Sarah Jakes Roberts says Listen, it. Listen, so. does she say it? I feel, oh, I, I'm addicted to her, really? her podcast. But like, yeah. Oh, she's on. Takiya's doing something with her. In really? LA, in LA. I want to go to one of her things. She's doing it in your, um, your neck of the woods. LA is popping. Um, so... You know, I think that um, creatives are more susceptible to mental health. Do you do you yes. agree with that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so unfortunately, to mental health and like you know, sometimes people just go on a downward spiral. Yeah. And do you ever feel like when you do get into those roadblocks or those creative blocks that you know you you have to take you have to honestly check in with yourself and be like, whoa, on a spiritual level, like, oh, mm-hmm. whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, something ain't something's not right, and how do you get yourself out of that if that's what happens? Mental. Um, and I wonder why. Like, why do you think that we are so susceptible to being, or we're so sensitive to mental health stuff? I mean, I could just give my opinion. Mm-hmm. This is not at all a medical yeah, opinion. No, or no, no one here is professional. No one is, it's just so. Opinions. As a creative, I think part of our gift is that we are very sensitive to our surroundings, to energies, to things that other people don't see. Like, I, the, I think the way a music producer listens to, to music is different mm-hmm. from how you and I would, because they, they they hear, like, the instruments and they hear the composition. The way I watch television or I listen to a script is different because of what I do. Mm-hmm. Say, a filmmaker would watch a movie and he's watching the, a DP, would watch mm-hmm. the lighting, and I'm, I'm, I'm not even, not even paying attention. So, like, we break stuff down in just... in. Every day, like I could, I've been on the train before, and light will come in or music will come in from somewhere. I'm like, that's a dope commercial idea, yeah. just because that's how my mind works. So because we're always, our feelers are always out, they also pick up energies and they mm-hmm. also pick up dark stuff. And so that that's why I think we are always open to energies and spirits. And mm-hmm. so sometimes things attach to us that aren't aren't always yeah. great. And you know whether you look at it as God and spirits or you are more of a universe and energy mm-hmm. person. Either way, I think it's the same thing of like, you have to be very comfortable with what you put into your spirit. So there's certain 
films I, I, I just can't watch. Oh, certain so you stay like, away from certain things. Certain things I just like, that's going to stay Are you going to go see Us? I am going to go see Us, though, because Jordan... <laughs> I, I can't help... And Yo, I'm not a horror film person, but I will be there on Friday. Let me tell you With something. My the the fucking the um the key art in yeah. itself gives me the itchies. <laughs> not the itchies. Yes. Can I just tell you? Yes, that one with Lupita with that mask and them. I, I was like, uh-uh, this is giving me the itchies. I'm mentally prepared for um I'm mentally preparing myself for Lupita's voice. Not not her her voice as the mom, but her alter ego's voice because I've heard that's chilling. Really, the voice like the voice that she creates for that other personality will haunt you in your nightmares. They've said. Ah, uh, see, I don't know if I'm ready because in the mm. promo when they're like, "Be careful," like really? that. <laughs> like I don't even know what the premise of the, the movie is, but my friend said he's not gonna he he's scared to see it because. Like Get Out, everything Jordan Peele does is rooted in some criminal Kinda truth. truth. And so he's like, how is this movie, what is this going to reveal that we're going to now be like, wait, what's that? Yeah, right, right. Mm, Jordan, so, anyway, I will, but so yeah. you are going to go see So it. you have to be, to me, I'm very cognizant of what I, the people allow in my space. Mm-hmm. The, and not, not not in a very like, oh, I could never, I'm, I'm just so above. But just in terms of like, I, I trust my instincts. When something just feels like, yeah, that that gonna that gonna mess with my mood. Let me yeah. not let me not yeah. do that. Oh, it could, it could just be a timing thing. It could be I can watch it some other time. Mm-hmm. But right now, like for me, seasonal depression is a real thing. Like yes. during the winter, I am a different person. Like today is the first day of spring. You are feeling and so you, much better. If you watch my Instagram story, I saw it, honey. I was you, lit. It was florals and yellow. Yo, can I just tell you? It's it's not even like different weather. It's oh still, my god, even your phone is like florals and yellow. I can't. The weather was only like. A couple degrees warmer, and I was like, "Oh my god, where's my sundress?" But Yo, like, sad is definitely a thing. So, so for me, during the winter, and I didn't, I didn't grow up around snow in winter, so I had to, and even in college, I didn't know what seasonal depression was, and I just knew that like, I, my grades were affected during this winter mm. semester, or I just wasn't eating the same. I was losing weight, and I just did until I realized, oh, seasonal depression is a real thing, and especially with international students. Because we're yeah, not, because y'all see it twenty four seven. We're not physically prepared for snow. Like I remember going to school with a girl from a Carolina island, and she literally had sandals on, and so because she just it didn't occur to her that snow was cold. It was just like, oh, it's snow, yeah. snow is on TV. But like, so we're not prepared for it the way sometimes that you would think. So the transition and the mental transition into it, like I will start getting like just sluggish even from like October, even before snow hits. I'm just like. Here we go. Yeah, fall kind of does it for me. The oranges and the browns. It's like... <laughs> Thanksgiving, I'm like, all right, well, it's just going to be dark at 3 o'clock. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's like very dimming. And you want to go home and get in bed because mm-hmm. it's dark. So mm-hmm. um, I think during those times, I'm much more aware of like music that I listen to is much more upbeat. Like I, people think I'm crazy at work. I keep a lamp on all day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got one of those. My mom got me... Um, I don't know what they call it, but it's like this big square and it gives off light. Mm-hmm. I had it on the list. That list that I had showed you about, you know, um, things for people who are anxious. Mm-hmm. And that really does help to get the lighting and just, change your mood. I'm, I'm a sunflower in a human body. You so are. anytime there's light, I'm like, huh. Uh-huh. So like that helps. But definitely like I, I talk to, you know, someone about just commuting in the wintertime is hard for me. Just like the bundling of coats, yep. the like, the bumping of bodies. So yeah. like I have my headphones on when I'm commuting just mm-hmm. because I don't want to absorb any of that energy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like I've had people tell me like, oh, I saw you at Penn Station. I said, hi. And you just walk past me. I was yeah. like, if you don't 
grab my shoulder, I mean, good luck, because <laughs> I might swing. But, like, if mm-hmm. I won't hear you, because my music is always blasting something, like, really loud. So you always need to... You have coping skills. I do. You have coping skills. So have you ever... Did you even really realize it was coping skills at the no, time? No, I did, mean, it's just black, something that black just, women, we just do we it. We just do that shit. I didn't even occur to me. I'm like, what do I need to do to feel better? I'm not going to, I'm not going to like go cry, you know, mm-hmm. at a therapist's office every week. I'm just, mm-hmm. I, like, I, I need to like figure this shit out because until I move back to LA, that's my plan. I, I yeah, this is it. This is yeah. it. <laughs> this is it for New York. I can't just be like, I'm gonna work from home, guys. Like, yeah, they would be like, you're fired. In case you didn't realize. So true, indeed, true, indeed. So, um, well, I guess we already talked about like maintaining, like, so maintaining your mental health in this industry is quite hard too, as well. Um, I mean, or do you agree? Because some people don't. not me, or just in general. In general, like I felt, yes. I feel like maintaining your mental health in this industry is hard um, because I feel like it's just super competitive, especially for Black women. Yes. Uh, well, not even Black women, especially for Black people in general. And like, social media makes it very hard. It does. It does. And then there's not really a lot of. Um, we don't have a lot of for us by us outlets. Mm-hmm. So black women in general, specifically black people oh. in general, like we don't have a lot of, there's like BT, there's TV one, there's revolt and there's essence. Right. You know I mean, we have a lot of like, if you go to social media and digital outlets, there are others, There's others, yeah. but like to say, Oh, I'm trying to get this job mm-hmm. and be in this. And you know, it's not a lot mm-hmm. for us to pick where if we have, if we are desiring to be working for, a brand that represents what we represent. Exactly. Um, Which is always, yeah, I will say working at BT is definitely a gift. It's a privilege. Mm-hmm. It's a privilege to be able to create black content as mm-hmm. a black person. So um, that was what my question was to see, like, do you feel like, you know, it is, it's hard. It is. I feel like one, like you said, the com- competitive nature. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, like I'm a big, like I used to work in social and digital. So I'm, I'm keyed into like the, the, the business side and the strategy side of it, but just watching how people abuse it and don't know how to use it and how to, how to take it in. Um, and I'm not, cause I use my Instagram more so for my personal reasons. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I have businesses, but I don't use my Instagram for that specifically or that Instagram. Mm-hmm. But um, I think Someone said recently, Instagram has become high school. It has. It's become like the popular kids. It's become very, you know, a sectional kind of space where you literally every day are bargaining to like get your likes up and get your followers up. And you're, that can affect your, your self-esteem. Mm-hmm. That can affect your day, like mm-hmm. your mood. Like you put up a picture, but it doesn't get enough likes. It's back down. Yeah. And it's, it's just like. <laughs> do people do that? People do that. And that, at the end of the day, it's like. Who cares? Yeah. Who, um, unless you're getting paid for it, who cares? But then, but I also know that. Social media, because our industry is tied to entertainment and, and aesthetics and appearance, mm-hmm. it's a necessary evil, but it literally can become your entire existence and where your self-esteem is rooted. And that's mm-hmm. where anxiety, depression, and uh, all kinds of mental health issues come from, I believe. Okay. Like, I, I'm trying to get better. Like, I used to check my Instagram probably, like, the first 10 minutes I woke up. Yeah. I had to stop. I, I'm still trying. I have to get out of that. Yeah. Like, I can literally, and then be in the bed for, like, an hour just Scrolling. scrolling. And then I'll be like, and then I'm so disappointed with myself afterwards. Like, let's you, that was that was your day has you started can't even get that hour back. Your day has started, but you know who did one shade. Yes. One. You've seen Fashion Nova five, eight, five, six times. Like, I'm like, what yeah. did I just let into my psyche? Before I even talk to God, yeah. I'm over here looking at Fashion Nova. So I get upset with myself for that. No, I do too. And for my for my own sanity and for um recovery process and mental health, I had to unfollow Shade Room. 
You do? Yeah, I had oh. to unfollow. Like I couldn't. I'm just. I can't be. I can't have shade room in my. In my uh, I, I will get the vestry. The yeah. comments are funny sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, I I had to get out of there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah. It was. Mm-mm. It was like mm-hmm. Alice in Wonderland. Like being in that tunnel for me. Like mm-mm. I, it was just a little a bit too much. I had to get off of there. Um. So I just I had a question and I forgot because we no, but I was supposed to want to. In the meantime, while we're talking about maintaining, um, I think. Part of it too is that, oh, God, I was about to say, because creatives in the space, <laughs> we, was, we, we were both, somewhere. We we were both somewhere. just got off of it. But um, I, th- I think also that it's hard to maintain, you know. I was talking about, I was I was asking, we were talking about maintaining and being in the industry if it's hard or not being in this industry yeah, and being is. competitive. Um, oh, that's what I was going to say. Being creative in the industry, mm-hmm. part of what you want to do is you want to create new original content. You want to create stuff that's fresh and new and funny or or opening minds. And if all you're doing is taking other people's shit, yeah. <laughs> where's that fresh perspective coming from? Yeah. If all social media is telling you what to think, what to like, what to wear, what to eat, where to go mm-hmm. to be fly... Mm-hmm. All you're gonna spit out when you're trying to creative is, oh, this is what I saw on this. This is what so and so is doing. This is what, and so get your own perspective. Go to museums, travel, have conversations, read books, please yeah. read books, read books. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. like you're, and I'm not saying like on some like old person like, oh, you know, you young people. I'm, I scroll. I stay on Instagram. At the same time, though, I also carve out time to make sure I'm getting inspiration from other places. Mm-hmm. So that when I'm in a room with people older than me and younger than me, I can speak to, oh, yeah, I have gone to this place. Oh, I have had dinner at this rest. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Have you seen this? Oh, someone's actually doing a new show on Netflix. But then I'm back over here like, yeah, when I went to, to this country, like you should be able to speak to various experiences. Because yeah. that's how you truly create. No, when you you take in different perspectives. Yeah, I totally agree, and I think a lot of people learned that lesson when Instagram went down last week. I, I, I didn't, I didn't know they went down. So I was over here like, (laughs) post my selfie. Yeah, like I think a lot of people learn. I mean, especially when people are trying to build brands on Instagram, it was, it was, it was an eye opener for me. It was my day though. Yeah, but it was an eye opener for me because it actually was the day that I was posting an episode. Oh, okay. And I was like, damn, I really do, I do focus a lot on Instagram. Where I should be, you know, opening mm-hmm. up and looking at other outlets. So, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, my next question is because I always see your Instagram posts. I always see people reaching out to you. Everybody wants to know how do they get into the TV industry? <laughs> what do they got to do? Yeah. How did you get it started? You lived this wonderful life on Instagram. I, on Instagram, <laughs> you were on like well, you were on like America. You you worked with American Next Top Model. I was a, a you, casting producer on America's Next Top Model, and then and associate producer and producer. Okay, so you were doing a whole lot. I did. You did what else? You were on TL. You were on Bad Girls Club. I, I produced. Yes. <laughs> when you say on, we gotta clarify. No, you, you produced, not Ooh. on. No, 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 not Ooh. on. But you worked. Produced uh, Bad Girls Club. I produced. Um, content for TLC. I produced content for, gosh, let me pull my resume. Um, <laughs> Mary Mary. I produced content I like, for um, Google. That's my girl. I know, mm-hmm. right? Um, Nelly Vela on BET. Oh. Um, when America's Next Top Model franchised out to the Caribbean, I was the consulting producer for Caribbean's Next Top Model. So okay. I flew out to the Caribbean to start that franchise. Um, what else have I done? Like it seems like it's a lot. It's it's. I mean, celebrate your wins, sis. Uh, celebrate your wins. Celebrate your wins. So, what do you do? You are you opposed to um, mentoring and talking to others that are asking? Because I be seeing the comments. The people you, be wanting to know. You hilarious. 
I'm not opposed to it. Actually, I, I saw this article that I bookmarked. Um, I forget her name. It's a, a VP at Nike mm-hmm. that has this thing called Mentor Mondays. And she what she does is because she's so busy and it's hard to, to give like half an hour here and half, like, all the time. She's like, mm-hmm. she sets aside three hours every Monday mm-hmm. to mentor somebody. Mm-hmm. And so I, th- I thought that was a dope model. And I was like, I want to start doing that where I can like, if it's one day a week, I'm like, okay, every week I'm going to pick somebody who's asked me to help them in mm-hmm. some way and mm-hmm. be like, all right, I'm going to devote this hour. Mm-hmm. What can I do? What do you want to do? Who can I call? What do you need? And on, on the basis that you're serious about your, your shit. Because yeah. yeah. like, I've also helped people who have been like, Okay, so I gave you this reference. <laughs> right. I gave you this referral and you just did nothing with it. But yeah, like I, I don't think I fig- I'm still figuring it out. So like I can't be like, oh well, uh, you know, as Oprah. Yeah. As yeah, a sure, daddy and Oprah. Sure. <laughs> no, but I, I think that as I learn stuff, I remember when I was younger and coming up and I didn't I don't want someone to like mother me. I just want someone to like give me the give me the keys. Like mm-hmm. let me know what to avoid. Mm-hmm. Like what what's a waste of time? What's what's a good idea? And even if I don't know, I could still make the call to find out. Like yeah. I, right now there's somebody that I know that wants to move to LA and pursue something in the creative space. I don't know exact I don't I haven't worked in the space that she wants to work in, but I know LA and I know people there you that can help, can help her. Yeah. So if I can make a phone call, if I can send an email, that's my version of mentoring. Mm-hmm. And if I can help directly, then definitely. Yeah. But you know, on, on top of that, like you would have to match the Imagine, level of ambition okay. and hustle. Yeah, <laughs> like, that like, makes sense. Yeah, I like remember, you, like you're somebody that like I will make a call for you at the drop of a hat because of your level of ambition and hustle. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just a matter of like show you want it, and most people would help you. Yeah, anybody who's true. not as a hater. No, I find that mm-hmm. I find that there's an uh, unfortunately a lot of women of color be careful do not of, want to help. Be careful of women that only want to help women that can't compete with them. Like yes. you should not only want to help like people that you don't think are on your, like, no, help everyone. Yeah. It's a little interesting. Um, um, what was I going to say? But you also are in the position to be a mentor. I, me? Yeah. Um, not yet. Okay. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't, not yet. Speaking it. Um, yeah, you're speaking it. I'm speaking a little too fast, but (laughs) not not just yet. But, um, I I remember what I I was going to say was there was a girl who posted, I think you mentored her, mentored her. Mm-hmm. and she's like on TMZ. I like fell in love with her Instagram. She's hilarious, <laughs> and I was like, "That's so telling to like who you are and how, how." Oh, look at this! You know That's what, y'all? The, the, oh. the guest's phone is off. <laughs> I will tell you. So, not gonna be um, a professional in the streets. Dude, I keep messing up the episodes. Like now that. you good. But anyway, because last week, last um last episode, you could hear somebody buzzing into my house. We told them to slide <laughs> your DMs. That might be your forever. So no, but it's so telling to like who you are and how people really are um admire you and you. Are, are inspired by you. So Lauren's hilarious. That she, yeah, she's like, a hustler. I was like, look at this. I was like, Karen, I already she done got this girl and mentored her and she's oh, creating okay. a whole thing around it, which is dope. So what are your like what what's the first thing? Like, so if someone's interested and being mentored or if someone's interested in getting into this field industry out this industry out of college what is your advice hmm. okay so out of college I would have- or transitioning because we do have people who are in their 30s and their 40s right. and they're looking maybe to transition start their own business and go into creative space and that's that's actually great because I actually I don't think I, I would call it transition but I had a full career like um I lived in LA for 11 years and mm-hmm. I worked in TV only mm-hmm. so I worked on TV shows like as producer up all the way up to supervising producer mm-hmm. and then I just looked up in 2017 I was like yo digital and social are about to take over and I've never worked with digital mm-hmm. so I came to New York 
you know, under BET to work mm. in digital social. And that's kind of where I've been. And then I moved into what mm-hmm. I do now. But um, so I think one, let's just to be clear, like there's not, especially in the creative space, there's never, it's never too late. If you feel like something's coming, like you want to learn, you want to make a transition, like do it. Because at the end of the day, standing still doesn't, doesn't get you anywhere and mm-hmm. comfort zones don't keep you safe. They keep you small. So just like, <laughs> you better. <laughs> Where's the, um, where's the organs? <laughs> you better. I need background you music. Okay. <laughs> so you have to like be honest yourself. Like if you know change is coming, move on that change. Much like Toya did mm-hmm. with this podcast. Um, <laughs> but my advice anyway, coming out of college, um, and, I, and of course everyone will tell you internships will get you there. And that's like, very do true. Do you believe that though? That's true. You, you got to, FaceTime is important because at the end of the day, you could be the biggest person on campus. If I never heard of you, if I never seen you, I don't know you from anybody else. So like, once again, don't wait till your senior year to start being out there, go out to networking events. But, but, but on the, on the, on the flip side though, for someone who's career, who's a career changer. Right. um, Yeah. You can't do that. Um, Networking events are big, but also like there's a level of aggression is the wrong word of ambition that's needed because these yeah. events are we go to these events all the it's time a room full of women yep. that all look beautiful and amazing and they're mm-hmm. all very talented and gifted how do you stand out mm-hmm. i think a big part of it is people want to know that you offer something not only that nobody else offers but it's super convenient and super turnkey in terms of I go on an interview and I say, okay, this is what I see your brand is doing. This is what I see you guys could do. This is how I do what you guys need. And I'm prepared to start doing it right now. Like mm-hmm. you have to make yourself so much the easiest choice. And that that's a big part of even any interview. It's like, here's here, because I think a lot of times people are surprised when you put forethought into interviews. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a matter of like, oh, I, I loved all the things that you guys have done. It's like, all right, I love what I think you guys could do. Mm-hmm. And this is what I do that nobody else here seems to have see, have focused on. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, I'm sorry, I'm off topic. Now. No, fine. Don't mind anything. A lot of times, brands are very afraid of missing the mark. They're afraid of like missing the, the cool boat, you okay. know? So when you come into an interview space and you're like, all right, so I think you guys have a great lineup here, but um, are you guys interested in this audience over here? Because I, I don't see anything here that speaks to this audience. And actually, I think if you did this, if you had a podcast that mm-hmm. actually targeted this audience and the things that they care about, and that ties back to this show that you have here, you loop with this whole new audience. And now they're like, oh, Whoa. do you do that? Yeah, yeah I do that. <laughs> did, you want some, did you want someone to do that? Yeah. I do that. <laughs> and so like, it, it's part of it. So com- you kind of have to be innovative when innovation when, when you're career changing. It's, it's people just want to know like, okay, can you take this off of our plate? Can you make this mm-hmm. easy for us? Can you be the answer to the this problem we didn't know existed yet? Mm-hmm. I got you. Mm-hmm. And that that's a big part of, because the creative, everyone's, and it depends on, also, you can't go to work for a brand because it's cool. Like, like, it's not just about like, oh, I want to work for, and I, I, I won't say names. I want to work for this because, you know, on Instagram they do this. So I want right. to go, like, you have to be aware. What it, What is your skill set? Where will you be appreciated? Where will you be valued? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's a job. Mm-hmm. There's no job. There's no career in this industry that is 100% fun and glamorous. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of the day, someone has to roll out the red carpet. Someone has to put it back away. Yeah. So, like, keep in mind that all these glamorous shots that you're seeing, it's work. So my, my note to people getting in the street is be prepared to work and bring something that nobody else is bringing because you're, you're in a stack of resumes. Mm-hmm. Think about your presentation. Think mm-hmm. about, can I make my reel more interesting than just a link? Mm-hmm. How, how does my website look? Is, yeah. is it more innovative? Yeah. Um, it's just, I mean, it's been a while since I've, been in college, so, so, so I'm trying to think of like how what, what people would do now that would that would be 
innovative, but I, the main thing that never changes is make it easy for us. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like we we've seen people come you've in. Seen and so come, much. Yeah. yeah. Um, in terms of, of like what I look for, I look for people that started their careers in college because that's what when I. When you're do. looking to mentor. Yeah. I, like, but like, why so? I don't know. When I say that, I, people who started their careers before they graduated, I mean, like, mm-hmm. meaning like people who didn't just graduate, like, all right, what do I want to do now? Yeah. I want somebody who like, yo, I, and maybe college, other who started their careers even before it was paying them. Okay. That's how I should put it. Because gotcha. college is not for everybody. Yeah. But somebody who was like, um, I, you know, I want to work in this field. I didn't know how to start, but I started doing my own podcast. I have a blog. Mm-hmm. I've been, you know, I've, I've been, you know, going to these networking events. That shows me that like, oh, you don't, you're not even sure where, where, what it is, but you see a vision for yourself. Yeah. You know, I, I respect that. Yeah. Because I could work with that. Mm-hmm. If you and started, that's ambition. Yeah. If you started yeah. putting roots in, then we can streamline into like, okay, so. You're not really great at the blog. Let's lose that. But like the podcast is dope. Okay, mm-hmm. so so you have a following with this fashion thing. All right, cool. So maybe we should like link you with this person over here who could mm-hmm. help you with this fashion. Like Lauren. Lauren was a fashion girl on campus. Mm-hmm. She she didn't know what she wanted. She was hosting events on campus, and she was mm-hmm. a fashion girl. And so when my friend Medford needed an intern on Project Runway, I'm like, boom. I don't know what she like. I know yeah. I know she knows how to, how, how to dress, <laughs> and I know she knows how to take instruction. That could work. And yeah. she ended up being bumped up to like the accessories. Um, coordinator on the show okay because she just was a fashion girl but like it, and it wasn't that she stayed on the show but it at least gave her a network to start from yeah so it's just a matter of like find your space create a space for yourself so that when people find you it's not just you floating in this vacuum of like i don't know what i want to do what do you want to do i don't know yeah i can't help you yeah. with that yeah but like, like right now if i was to find you and you're like, I don't know where I'm going yet, but I'm like, cool. But you have this podcast about mental health. Mm-hmm. Mental health month is coming up. So-and-so, you know, Talkspace is probably looking for people to, like, connect with to sponsor an event. You, you should be on a panel. Like, we can start working from that. Yeah. But if you, if you just were sitting at home doing nothing, waiting mm-hmm. to be discovered, mm-hmm. I can't work with that. Yeah. True. I mean, can't nobody work with that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> there's really no ifs, ands, and buts about it. Like, you have to be aggressive. You have to be... You do have to be aggressive. Right. Like, because um, I know you were saying, I don't want to say aggressive. You got to be... No, you honestly do have to you be... You know, those buzzwords. You got to yeah, be careful. I know. But you do have to be aggressive and you just got to be put... You got to put that anxiety and all that shit to the side. That's what I've learned. Um, that, and be yourself. Like, even you. you have to be yourself. Like, you at home, naked, doing Instagram stories. <laughs> I might be like, yo, let's pitch the naked truth. <laughs> you don't know, but just like you, you're content creating because you, you're still figuring out what you want to do. Yeah. But like you're giving us all like stuff that we could start ideating. A, a team could take what you put do right now and figure something out. For you. Yeah, true. So, <laughs> so, um, so what's like, what's next for Kira? What are you looking Don't at? ask me that. That's what where is- anxiety comes in. <laughs> <laughs> That's where anxiety comes in? Yes. Like, what, what, what is next? <sighs> okay. So I have things that I want to happen. Um, I can't speak to like a lot of things right now. What, what I will say is um, I am very happy with the fact that I've reached where I've reached in the time frame. I've I've been in New York for two years mm-hmm. and I've been a social editorial lead producer, then the senior producer of branded content. Now I'm the senior producer writer of brand creative. So I'm very proud of that trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um for me, I my goal is to because I have my own agency mm. that I run that like Which kind is- of well, it's it's going through a rebranding right now, mm-hmm. so I, I I will launch it, you know, via my social media in a few. But um, definitely, all the skills that I've acquired through social strategy and 
casting and talent producing and management mm-hmm. and, and even what I do now, like all that will roll into, you know, my, my agency that I that I will rebrand and relaunch because at the end of the day, the dream is always to work on your own dream. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've done variations of my own pressure company throughout the years and I've done content with Vashti Cola and Nia Long and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I, I know that in this season, I, I see myself stepping in into that and I'll be honest fear has kept me back a lot of time because I'm really good at what I do mm-hmm. so I'm like I'll just stay in this in this corner where I'm really good at what I do and people recognize how good I am mm-hmm. but like outside of that bubble there's fear of failure like I, I yeah. you know so so I have to be honest about like all right cool this is the time for this agency to be launched and you know I my personal life has other things going on so mm-hmm. so I'm just being open to that but I have a I I, I have a plan for the next two years of my life. So we'll, we'll rule that out. I can't yeah, speak you, on it yet. You can't speak on it, but there's a plan. There's a plan. So is there anything that you want to leave, any kind of gems you want to leave with the listeners who are, some are some listening, they're struggling with mental health. Some of them, not I so much, but they're looking, they love the creative space. Yes. Um, there could be anything, whatever you'd like to leave with the listeners, the analogers. You kind of, you know my audience. I do. So um, if I'll there's leave anything that you want things, to say. Um, Oh, three things. Let's read. Okay, three things. Trust yourself. Like I said before, a lot of times, especially in the creative space, you know, comparison really weighs you down, and you, it, it just takes one thought of like, oh, well, she does it better than me, or she's fly, or she, you know, I, I'm not gonna bother to go to that mixer because you know mm-hmm. they probably don't even trust your go get dressed. We've had a conversation before. I was like, mm-hmm. go yeah. because. A lot of times that voice telling you not to go is not you. And that's that's not that's not a voice that's a, that's not a kind voice to yourself. And mm-hmm. so be aware that the hardest part is getting to the event. The hardest part is getting up. The hardest part is getting to the office. Once you mm-hmm. get there, I pray that it gets better. But like a lot of times, like it's just getting yourself up and dressed and like mm-hmm. putting that smile on. So I would say Trust your instincts in terms of who you are and who who you were created to be and and what you give to the world and how how you show up to the world. Because trust me, you look so much better to other people than I think you give yourself credit for. And I'm talking to myself too. All the times we're like, I'm just regular. You're not. There are people that smile when you walk in the room. Notice those people. Mm -hmm. Um, Be kind to yourself because like I said, it just definitely takes a lot to, to remember that they're people that literally think about you when you're not thinking about them. The people who light up when they see you post on Instagram. The people that look for you to see if you're at your desk. Mm-hmm. So I, I tell you, like if, if you didn't post on a day, I would notice. Really? Yeah. Like 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 definitely the people like like I you, you pop up in like one of my first five bubbles on my Instagram story. Oh, really? So like like if you don't post, I, I'm gonna pick up on it. Yeah. So like <laughs> be kind to yourself and don't think that like oh nobody cares. People care. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing I said earlier about. Comfort zones keep don't keep you safe. They keep you small. Uh, a big part of why I'm here and dealing with seasonal depression is because I felt very comfortable in LA, and I but I didn't like what I was doing. I was working in reality TV, and my life I knew was much bigger than just convincing, you know, housewives to to, to fight over dinner. <laughs> Like it had to be. Oh my god, girl! Were you one of those? I was. I was definitely. I didn't work on Housewives. Disclaimer: That was just a a general way to say it. But like, I definitely was one who's like, "Girl, speak your truth, girl. Don't let her talk over you. You need to be heard too." Oh my god! But like that—that—that God told me that was not my purpose, and that was not 
that didn't sit well with my spirit. Like mm. I didn't want to keep creating moments that weren't genuine and sincere and no shade to any of the shows I worked on. I just mm-hmm. feel like the reality show was only, was only getting worse and it's only getting darker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these days more has to happen for people to be entertained. So, mm-hmm. and think about like, as I, I don't enjoy setting up scenarios where people get hurt. And mm-hmm. I, and I, I know it's coming. Like yeah. I, I was working on a show where a girl was going to propose to her boyfriend. I, I knew he was going to say no because he had already told us he was going to say no. Aww. And we knew it. And we just had to produce the scene because we were like, this is their reality. So stuff like that really drains you. So mm-hmm. uh, I had to take a leap of faith because I've been doing reality show for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I got to get out of this and I got to try something else. And I've had the best experiences since I've been here creating content, getting to work with all kinds of like amazing influencers, celebrities, and more importantly, the people at BT, like the staff and the like mm-hmm. the, the creators at BT are dope. So like step out of your comfort zone, even though it's going to hurt, it's going to suck. It may mean being away from family sometimes, missing mm-hmm. birthdays sometimes. It may mean just like staying at home, trying to write a deck, but yeah. step out of your comfort zone because it's, it's necessary. It's the only way you move. Kira, that was so good. I don't even have anything else to say. Oh, good. Thank you so much. Thank you. You survived the antelope. I did. I was girl. (laughs) I was like, don't cry. (laughs) You're officially an antelope.